0: What's up podcast? Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode features your ultimate design partner in crime, an absolute treat of a guest on the podcast. Thanks for listening. And if there's any questions you're looking to get answered, please send us a DM on social or an email and we'll find those answers for you. If you like this episode, please follow and consider sharing it with all your friends and family. See ya. So I'm going to get this formally started. Um, hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, my name is Juan, and you're listening to the 2M Creative Cast. Name I still don't know if I'm going to stick with. Today's guest is Amy from Clover and Crow, and I'll just kind of have you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit of who you are and what you do.
1: Thank you. Um, it's such an honor to be on your podcast and have this opportunity so that's uh that's really really cool that we get to chat today (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah so uh my name is amy and i'm the founder and lead uh creative director at clover and crow which is a local branding and web design studio in winnipeg and uh we've been in business we're going on uh we're in our fifth year now um, yeah, we went full time last spring and it's been it's been awesome. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's so awesome. So oh, that's so cool. Because, um, yeah, we the the reason why we bring people onto the show is because we're always curious to see kind of how people got started. And there's a lot of people that are trying to kind of go in the direction that you're going. So um, I feel like that's kind of where this originated so tell us a little bit more about kind of your background and like how how long you've been doing this going into full-time and kind of yeah what brought you into deciding you just wanted to go full-time in the spring
1: yeah for sure uh well uh, I'll give you the footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. um, I uh, I um, I've always been an artist, so mm-hmm. I've always drawn. And um, in school, I I won a couple of uh, scholarships to the Winnipeg Art Gallery, and it just kind of um, solidified more of my passion for art and drawing. Um, and then into high school, I started um, painting for money, like uh, contract mm-hmm. work that people would uh, send my my way. So that was really cool. And that started to really give me a taste for, um, actually doing something creatively for income. Uh, even though I'm still working at home or living at home, it still kind of gives you that sense of what it could potentially be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then when I was 18, I got a job working for Marvel and DC coloring comics and then it was, yeah, it was super cool. They, they actually taught me how to use Photoshop there, which was um, really, really neat because then it just was transferring drawing on paper onto the computer. So that was just huge and instrumental in, um, you know, the, the whole process <laughs> of becoming a graphic designer eventually. So yeah, um, that was really, really neat and a really cool experience. And then um, just kind of dabbled in graphic design from there, doing it for friends, logo designs, advertisements for friends of mine, um, and then I actually went to school for hairstyling. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when I was twenty six, I was uh, I was older when I went to school, so. I went to school for hairstyling, decided that was going to be my career. Um, about a year in, I got really sick with migraines, and uh, I was off work for about a year and a half, and I needed to do something from home that could um, bring in an income, but also allow me to be flexible with my hours. If I wasn't feeling sure. well, I could take take some time off um, if I needed to, because the nice thing with graphic design is it's usually... By deadlines. So you just need to make sure you get what you need to get out by a certain date versus hairstyling. If you're sick, you're canceling on an entire day of people, which is a lot harder to (laughs) navigate for sure. Um, Yeah. So, started doing graphic design, um, from home, Clover and Crow was born. Um, and then I started to feel better. So I thought I'm going to go back to hair, uh, shortly thereafter, uh, my migraine started to come back and I realized it was actually yeah. hair styling that was doing it. So yeah, I, uh, I started going into it part-time, the hairstyling part-time I was working Clover and Crow on the side. It was really hard to manage both at the same time. It was just, it was hard because I was splitting my mind into two different, very different careers. Hairstyling, yeah. um, totally different mindset. You have to kind of, you know, the first day was really hard for me to get back into the swing of things. Um, and then by the second day I was I was back into it, but I was only working two days a week. So then <laughs> by the time mm-hmm. I'm getting back into the swing of it, I'm going back to Clover and Crow. So yeah, um, yeah so then last spring, I decided, um, you know, it was time to take Clover and Crow full time. I had a good amount of clients. We'd been in business for about four years at that point, and mm-hmm. it was just a tipping point for me to continue to invest in my own business at that point. So, yeah.
0: For sure.
1: That that
0: ended up being a lot longer, but because kind of a long story. <laughs> oh, I mean, everybody's. I feel like everybody's story it can get uh, fairly long, but that's because mm-hmm. it's a buildup from you know everything that you've done, starting from um, always been uh, an artist, right? And mm-hmm. it all kind of accumulates. But that's interesting. Um, was it was it terrifying to kind of jump into that full time um, sort of working for yourself thing?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, um, well, I'm married. My husband is a really huge support system for me. So Mm -hmm. that made it a lot easier. I'm not going to lie. Um, so having, having that, uh, was a huge deal. He's always been really supportive of me of any decisions that I make with Clover and Crow. So that's been really great. Um, and then of course, like having two incomes definitely helps when you're deciding to just (laughs) drop everything else and go and go full time. Um, I can definitely understand if it's somebody just starting out and, you know they don't have a support system um mm-hmm. and they're they're thinking of going full time that can definitely be a lot scarier it was still scary for sure. for sure um but at the at the point that we decided to go full time we had a good amount of clients already um we mm-hmm. had a consistent method of getting new clients so those things were already kind of set in stone for us so it made mm-hmm. the decision a lot easier
0: that's awesome yeah Yeah, that definitely does help, I feel, like, having that support system or just some sort of group that you kind of share the, I suppose, challenges with.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: That's something that I found um, starting out, so I'm a photographer, or aspiring to be one, and there wasn't really a place for me to go to or people to talk to in that way, and there's lots of photographers out there, but it always felt as though they're already well ahead of the curve and... Jumping in sort of felt very intimidating.
1: Yeah, I think that's a part of... I think that's a big part of social media and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like the perception online is that you've got everything together and there's not a whole lot of sharing of the... Um, hardships the things that are really difficult in yeah. starting your own business the things that the mistakes that you make and you know things like that 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 would be huge to know beforehand um, mm-hmm. we're all kind of just trying to paint this like perfect picture um, this photoshopped kind of image of, <laughs> of our lives in <laughs> our business um, and people can you know uh, often think like oh they're, they're perfect everything's great but there's there's a lot to running your own business that's mm-hmm. outside of the glamorous part of the photos or the or the graphic design for sure
0: absolutely mm. well since you touched on failures and you know the not so glamorous <laughs> parts of running a business anything that um, particularly stuck out to you, that was that was the either like that was something that will you'll always look back to and say i'm so glad i got over that or <laughs> insane and maybe yeah. something that other people would likely run into as well
1: I think when well for myself I'm self-taught I didn't go to graphic design school so I didn't have any kind of you know experience working at an agency or a design studio where you naturally pick things up like, um, cues and, and, um, organizational tools that you're learning on the job that you can then apply to your own business. Um, Mm. so that definitely made, you know, learning things a lot harder. Um, I, at the same time, I'm really proud of where we got because I had to work so hard. But at the same sure. time, there's like, you know, hindsight that you wish you'd known ahead of time. Um, I'm like a really big organizational nut. So if I'm not organized, I just get like really anxious. Um, so yeah, like I think when you're first starting out in, your business, I think it's basically the same for any entrepreneur no matter what you're doing, if you're doing it from home, whether it's photography or copywriting or graphic design or web design, like any of those kind of creative fields that you're doing from home. There's so many other parts to running a business that isn't what people see, the pictures, things like that. I I also did photography for a really long time and Mm -hmm. I, I used to I used to laugh because a lot of times people clients would just see the photos and you're like well you don't see the you know countless hours behind the computer that we're spending editing all of these photos to make sure that they're you know the quality that you want so there's like this almost like an ice cap kind of or you know like idea where like the top of it is you know the perception and underneath is like actually all the work (laughs) that goes into it um same thing for graphic design like you know the design parts of it are great to look at, but there's so many other moving parts. There's having contracts in place that protect you and your client, and there's uh, CRM programs to manage your invoices and your bookkeeping and your client data, um, and getting a good accountant to make sure that you're claiming everything that you can claim to save mm-hmm. you money. Because for whatever reason in Manitoba, small businesses get taxed like crazy, <laughs> <laughs> so. there's like a lot of other things involved Um, and if you're just starting out you're probably gonna wear all those hats you're probably not gonna be able to afford to outsource a lot of things um, and that can get very overwhelming so I think in the beginning, if I had like known a lot of the things that I do now, of course, you know, um, as you as you get older and you and you're running your business for a while, um, you're like, man, I wish I had that clause <laughs> in my contract when I first started. That would have been so great, or <laughs> right. you know, little things like don't let your clients into the back end of your website while you're working on it, oh like my God. <laughs> like things like that that you think are self explanatory but when you're first starting out i think there's also like a confidence level that you're lacking to say no to people Uh um and um i wish i had that more in the beginning but again you're not going to say no unless you know what's going to happen so it's it's kind of tough right yeah
0: absolutely yeah (laughs) interesting well there's so many things on there to just kind of jump off of but Mm -hmm. um so what's your okay so this is interesting to me Somebody on the street once told me, and it's weird, um, the notion of everybody should be an entrepreneur. it's feel like that's becoming such a common thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Even
0: especially for things like artists, graphic designers, photographers, videographers, any sort of creative um, field. I get that pressure too. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like, why not just look for an agency that's looking for my my skills or something like that but what are your thoughts on this upcoming or i guess already is a prevalent thing in uh,
1: yeah i think mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with the millennial mindset of wanting to be connected to something
0: um Mm
1: -hmm. there's very much even just in business where millennials want to have a connection with the businesses that they're that they're um engaging in whether it's um clothing or food or restaurants or excuse me things like that like mm-hmm. that's a really big part to the millennial mindset is wanting that connection of wanting that deeper rooted connection which is actually really interesting to me given how social media I find really disconnects people so maybe it's just a a living of extremes like the social media part disconnects so then they crave that connection through other means Mm -hmm. um but uh like for myself I'm I'm on the cusp. So I'm like, I think it's a a zenial, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I like I get all the Gen X, um, you know, uh, pop culture references, but I get the millennial type mindset as well. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Uh, yeah, I think I think that's probably a large part of it is just that wanting to connect with things so having your own business and doing things on your own you're running your own show you have that connection you're calling the shots you're you know putting all of your mind and your energy and your soul into something that matters Mm -hmm. um and that's probably i don't know i think that's my interpretation of why people want to do it themselves for me like i was just really ready to invest in my own business in my own thing and make something that was mine succeed instead of helping other businesses succeed um as passionate as i was about that um every business that i was involved with i was always very passionate about helping them succeed and um i'm very proud of that but now i'm even more proud that it's my own thing
0: yeah no totally i think that kind of comes through in your instagram page and all the work that you put in um I don't spend a lot of time kind of poring over um, the graphic design scene, but I know Serena, the mm-hmm. one that uh, reached out to you is particularly fond of your work and we always yeah,
1: love she's to, so sweet.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah she's great. and that's um, And when she said that, maybe we could reach out to you for um, an episode I thought it'd be interesting because coincidentally, you had said you were looking to do a little podcast and yeah and that we both um I guess decided that we're going to <laughs>
1: <out>. <laughs> yeah no it was really funny I was talking with my husband and I'm like it would be really cool to do more podcasts and like literally I think it was like two or four hours later she's like hey would you be interested in doing a podcast I'm like oh my god yes <laughs> oh, so funny, that's, yes. Um... <laughs> uh... so funny.
0: What was what was the thought behind that? I'm actually curious as to any or did you just thought it would be fun to do a podcast and what Yeah. Is there anything particular you wanted to share? Or?
1: Well, it's um I I want to get out there a little bit more. I feel mm-hmm. like when you work from home, you're just in your office <laughs> by yourself <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, that's definitely a downside to working from home. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to connect with other like-minded people. Um, and there's so many amazing podcasts out there and I think it would be I just thought it would be really cool to connect with some other creative mm-hmm. people and um other people in the industry and stuff like that so yeah I was talking with my husband about it and he was like yeah that's a really great idea and then you know having you guys reach out it was just yeah. kind of meant to be but also really cool because it's Winnipeg um mm-hmm. a local podcast too which is super super cool so because yeah. um, again like I love working with local businesses as well. We've had the chance Mm -hmm. to work with a few really, really cool um, businesses here. So, yeah, there's a lot of talent and a lot of really cool people here in Winnipeg. So, yeah, I I blame it on the winters. There's
0: just just not a whole lot to do. so we try. There's
1: not. uh, (laughs) Fill our time with things that, uh, you know, keep us from going crazy for six months.
0: Absolutely. I already feel like that. And it's only been a couple of days since I, you know the cold (laughs) started kicking in again but um
1: oh yeah
0: that's awesome um yeah no it's very fortunate because well we had a couple people kind of jump on and talk about things like graphic design and things like um starting your own business or looking for ways to kind of put yourself out there and Mm -hmm. just i suppose coincidentally um and we've we she's followed a lot of your work very closely and i she was telling me it Um, generally kind of having conversations and dialogue between the two of you and because she's aspiring to do things like graphic design too right and yeah um, it's nice to be able to kind of reach out to people you look up to or ask them Mm -hmm. questions and if you feel like you're not really involved in the community or haven't taken uh, a step towards that it's hard to kind of get started I feel
1: yeah no it's true um and I feel like Winnipeg can also be very clicky sometimes, so mm. it can be hard to get into different groups um, unless you kind of know somebody that introduces you. So um, social media is nice in that it kind of bridges that gap um, mm. for sure. Um, I think, too, um, social media is a really nice option to be able to reach a vast Uh, majority of people that you would never have the opportunity to meet otherwise
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, like for us we end up doing probably half of our business in the US and we have quite a few um, clients as well um, overseas so we have a few in Singapore and we've done business with client in Australia Um, so it's just it's really cool to be able to have those kinds of opportunities that you would likely not have if you were just advertising locally so No kidding yeah yeah so So, yeah social media is definitely a very very cool thing for sure Mm -hmm. um there's benefits and disadvantages um but we would just never be able to you know engage in the kind of clients that we do um without instagram so yeah very cool stuff
0: that's awesome no (laughs) um yeah i appreciate that uh yeah because i feel like social media Um, it's like a hit or miss sometimes, and some people aren't so Mm -hmm. keen to put stuff in there. Um, there There's certain aspects of their lives that they don't want to keep, but then also, I don't know, I I personally struggle because I tend to look at other people's, um, I suppose, following, and it's just, man, everybody's so big, or whatever, and I get really in my head, but then at the same time, doing things like this podcast, it's, well, some people might listen to it, and it might be... Um, beneficial and that kind of keeps me going so even just one or two people that listen and uh, yeah that's nice for me yeah
1: um i totally understand like Mm -hmm. it almost seems like everybody's doing everything better on social media but again there's like that (laughs) perception of you know you have it so perfect but at the same time um, like for us on Instagram, we, I think we're at 23,000 right now, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like people don't see all of the work that we put into that platform. We spend probably four or five hours a week just getting our feed ready to go. And, um, you know, launched up with, uh, our auto posting app, Um, And then there's like the maintenance of making sure that we're trying to respond to everybody as much as possible and keeping those engagement rates high. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, just so that we're maintaining that community um, and those connections as much as possible, because, you know, again, through social media, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to connect with. And that is such a beautiful and such an amazing thing. Um, but it is a lot of hard work. <laughs> There's a lot of work involved. We, uh, we spend you know, a certain amount of time getting our feed ready, um, creating mm-hmm. all of our content in Illustrator or Photoshop, and then we load everything up into an app that we collage um, so we can drag, um, click and drag things around into the, the way that we want it to look. Um, so we get that down pat um, and then from there we load everything up into our um, auto posting um, app that we use. We get our hashtags ready to go. We get our captions ready to go. We tag anybody that we need to um, mm. and then it's set. It's a set it and forget it type thing but Instagram is not a set it and forget forget it type platform you have to keep you know talking to people um you know Mm. people comment on stuff so you're constantly having to check in to make sure that you're you know monitoring all of the people who are commenting um and direct messaging you and things like that so it's a very big time commitment um that can definitely um you know provide a lot of fruit but at Mm -hmm. the same time again like Yes, there's definitely a perception of success um with social media, but people aren't seeing the time commitment and the work that's involved with that yeah. at the same time too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're very proud of our Instagram account, but um, you it know, it be. takes a lot of time. And it's funny because a lot of people are like, you know, how did you get that high? How many how did you get all those followers and stuff? Um, and I'm like, I, I don't have enough time, um, right now to put it in a, in a direct message. <laughs>
0: <Right.
1: Yeah. laughs> we, um, we, we launched an online course uh, a couple weeks ago, um, that teaches, um, people all of the ins and outs of running a business from home. And Instagram is such a huge part, um, to mm-hmm. play in our success that we actually dedicated an entire module to it. So that yeah, just kind of goes to show you like how much work is involved oh, in maintaining that platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. so awesome. Yeah. And it, it clearly shows too, because um, again, we look at your Instagram feed and say like, that's kind of, there's a uniform look to it. That's very much mm-hmm. Clover and Crow. And for us, <laughs> like our Instagram page is like, so how do we get our look and feel and thinking about that and just realizing mm-hmm. we have to figure out like our posts the way we word things, things that we use for hashtags, anybody we need to tag. And it's just a long-winded process. And it takes a lot of time to get to where you are. And a lot of people tend to not see that. Yeah. And I guess one thing I wanted to touch on, um, because you said you were working with small businesses and working with Mm. just any general business. And for me, I feel as though um, they don't really see the value in a well-curated, um, you know, social media presence, mm-hmm. and that's something that, again, as a content creator, I feel like that's also something that I should be trying to bring to light. Is your photos should you know look much nicer, um, have a little bit more thought besides just um, certain, um, you know, having having an aesthetic that makes sense to your brand or to your mm-hmm. business. Um, having a social media presence that actually promotes who you are and your personality. yeah, and it's hard for me, I guess, to kind of explain that and get businesses to understand, and I feel as though I'm always left to kind of justify like, oh, these photos would be much nicer or you, mm-hmm. you. and then even then, after that is putting the monetary value of offering that sort of. Thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's something that that made any cohesive sense, but yeah, um, like kind of trying to get, um, I guess, people that I'm trying to work with to see the value in it. But maybe I'm about it the wrong way, too. And I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think trying to convince somebody that you're worth what you're worth is going to be very difficult if they don't if they don't get that sense right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's trying to convince somebody who wants to spend $20 on a haircut to spend 60 and mm-hmm. they just don't see that value. That person is going to be very hard to convert because they're not your ideal client. Um, when you're looking for your ideal client when you're trying to project that you need to put out a certain quality of work out on your social media consistently over a course of so many months or weeks, um, that's attracting that client um, that has that curated feel um, that will attract that person who values that type of investment. Um, But I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs think I have to convince them. I have to like yeah. show them that this is worth it. And sometimes you will, sometimes you will be able to convert those people, but the majority the majority of the people who are, you know, looking for a twenty dollar haircut, but end up somehow asking the $60 person (laughs) (laughs) for a $20 haircut. You're just like, it's, I'm sorry. Um, and you can try to explain to them. And sometimes, like I said, they'll understand. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's really hard to convert those people. What you want to try to do instead is attract those types of clients who understand that value right from the beginning, because then you're not trying to you know, mm-hmm. you're not trying to swim upstream, kind of, kind of thing. Um, sure. That in itself can take a really long time too, because it's curating a feed over time that's consistent. Um, yeah. It's in, a, it's in a website. Um, it's in your process as well, like um, making sure that you have a media package or a service list or something like that, that's really well curated and beautiful mm-hmm. that helps to show them, you know, again, that further investment, uh, instead of maybe just, you know, email correspondence or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, there's a lot of factors involved for sure. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, once you get there you're and then you start raising your prices and people keep paying, you're just like, Whoa, (laughs) something (laughs) shifts, something Mm -hmm. shifts, and you're just like, okay, this is awesome. People are starting to see the value. Um, But it can definitely take a while to get there for sure. And that's every, every entrepreneur that like I went through that whole process, we're in business now for five years, and we're finally able to charge the prices that we want to charge within the last year or so, which is great. Um, But it's also not deviating. And it's not giving discounts to people who ask. That's a really, really important thing. Um, Because as soon as you give a discount to somebody who blatantly asks, like go out of their Mm -hmm. way to ask for a discount, um, you're undervaluing your services and they will in turn not quite value you. So Mm -hmm. there's a difference between um, giving a discount to your work when somebody asks versus doing a promo. Because then you're, you're controlling the narrative there Absolutely. which is super important. So um you know for us we have an ongoing promo right now where we're giving anybody who refers business to us a 10% of that contracting cash. Um wow. which is a really great promo we've used so before. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it it works really well for us because um, people local people in Winnipeg too, love referrals they are very much word of mouth kind of clients so you're gonna trust somebody more so if, if somebody's like you need to see this person which is great Absolutely. so we'll get that we'll get that value from the client and that trust mm-hmm. um, right from the get-go which is great but we're also controlling the narrative there the clients actually not getting a discount it's a referral right. which is Absolutely. great um, But um brilliant. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It's a it's a good it's a really great promo to run. Um, you know, things like that where you're controlling the narrative and you're not your client isn't isn't trying to control, you know, how much you are worth what Mm -hmm. your value is that the client's just never going to value your services when that happens. Um, and, and a lot of times too, we'll get, you know, photographers, entrepreneurs basically will get, um, well, why don't you price match this person? Like this person's only charging this much. Why don't you charge that much? Well, there's like a plethora of reasons why that person might be charging that much like their education and their experience and, um expertise in the field like all of those different things contribute to what their value is and what their worth is so you know to try to get somebody else to price match that is yeah. it's impossible there's no way For to sure. do that so yeah whenever i've only i've only ever had that happen <laughs> to me once and i was okay. just like no <laughs> yeah But, you know, sometimes you can have that question come up where they're like, well, why do you charge as much? But, you know, this person charges this much. And Mm -hmm. at that point, I would say... You know, I'm not sure they, they, and there's so many different factors involved. I can tell you why I charge as much as I do, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have this experience. We've been in business for this long. Um, you know, we've worked with these clients and the success rate and stuff like that, like the values there. Um, yeah. but to tell you like why they're charging that much, I have no, no idea.
0: <laughs> right. Right, so cause you don't know what they're, what they're thinking. Right.
1: I have no idea what their background is. I have no idea, you know. Um, I think there's a vast difference between a graphic designer who's been drawing their entire lives, who goes to graphic design school, versus somebody mm-hmm. who's never drawn in their life, who decides mm-hmm. to go to graphic design school. And is that is one person better than the other? Well, that the person who has never drawn doesn't have an eye that's been trained for their entire lives. So they do have a bit of an advantage there. Um, But then that person might be a lot more tech savvy. So they Mm -hmm. might have an advantage over the person who has been drawing their whole life. So it's just, there's so many different variables into what you bring to the table.
0: Oh, absolutely. And even then, just your unique kind of personality is something that a lot of people find that they don't realize is the value. Yes. Your unique story is special and different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. And no one else will have that, um, whatever it is, whoever it is that you are. And I find um, how we value that kind of gets conveyed um, to your clients. Yes. Um, yeah. One thing, yeah, one thing we're dealing with now is, well, we have people coming to us and saying like, your photos are great, we'd love to work with you. And then you get that question of how come you're not, how come you're charging more than the other person. So I think, mm-hmm. in my mind, they see the value and the quality. But it's the, I suppose, the monetary aspect that doesn't seem to quite um, land Um, Yeah. Right.
1: So then I would probably argue at that point that they don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think people will be. I think people will be naturally visually attracted to a uh, entrepreneur through social media because we're so visual now with social mm-hmm. media, especially Instagram, like it's all pictures. So we're, we're being trained to, um, be ve- very, visual people when, once we weren't. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if they don't see the value and they're mm-hmm. starting and the money aspect of it is starting to come up, um, then again, converting that person is going to be difficult, um, right. unless it's just a quick question. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'd be like, that would be a red flag for me. Yes. If somebody asked me, you know, why why are you charging this much? I'd be like, why are you asking that question? <laughs> right, exactly
0: approach to it i feel i just think yeah it's because everybody's starting out that it's so scary to kind of challenge them. oh huge you, it's like oh i lose work or whatever or it would be good mm-hmm. for my portfolio and i yep. suppose maybe i'm just a bit more stubborn in these things and it's just like <laughs> no i'm charging this much and it's yeah you know um but you brought up things like oh i'm just, I'm just making sure that i don't like take too much of your time
1: um, no but, no it's all so, good um,
0: one question and so this is something that i've actually been seeing that you've been doing um so you know we see instagram ads here and there and i always see the fiverr um mm. piece come up yes <laughs> it also kind of correlates to that i guess it ties into the thought of why are you not charging this much they're p- charging 10 bucks for a logo or whatever the mm-hmm. might be. I try to stay away from that because I feel it devalues a lot of creatives work and all yes. the experience that has led up to that moment. Yeah. Um, and kind of what's your, hold on, I have, I have it written down here because I've, I this was one thing that, because it kept popping up, I was like, I need to ask this question.
1: <laughs> yeah, no worries.
0: Um, because, hold on, where, where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> because how in, do you kind of, sorry. Right? oh
1: yeah no go ahead
0: because how do you kind of compete i suppose not compete but um like how do you yeah like, right you know i think i feel like i'm getting something across but it's so hard yeah. to kind of put it into words
1: yeah no my whole my whole part to that fiverr post was mm. a lot of times i get people asking me how do you compete with the fiverr 50 dollar logo mindset when yeah. you're charging $5,000 for for a logo. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that I try to mention in that post is that Fiverr isn't our competition at mm-hmm. all. We don't compete with that type of clientele whatsoever because the people who are attracted to the Fiverr $50 logos aren't mm-hmm. where they need to be in their business, in their mindset. Um, to work with us. That's not the kind of client that we wanna work with. And again, that goes back to trying to convert somebody who wants to spend $20 on a haircut when you charge 60. Um, Their mindset's not there. They're not willing to spend that money Um, which is fine. Like there is definitely a market for Fiverr type clients. There's a big market for it. Um, people are typically, um, you know, they don't have the money to invest in it for whatever reason they can't get a loan or, um, they just need something to get them by, um, from, for, for a certain amount of time and they're getting their business off the ground, um, so there, there, there is a market for it. Um, mm-hmm. I would argue that <laughs> having a well-curated brand right from the get-go can definitely help to solidify the success of your business more so um, mm-hmm. than, than not, for sure. But again, there's different variables for that, too. Um, you know, we can create the best brand out there, but it, it it's also up to the business owner of what they're going to do with it. So that definitely, um, is a big factor in that, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's not our competition whatsoever. We're not trying to attract those kind of clients. We're not trying to convert those types of clients. Um, yes, it's graphic design, but it's a totally different market. Those people, again, will never get converted. They're not ready for us. Um, and when they are, we're here for them.
0: Interesting. So you really are Mm -hmm. taking that approach of just just come to us when you actually feel as though you're ready to work with us.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't want to try to um, push anybody into a decision they're not ready for. Um, We actually really encourage our clients to um, shop around, to look Mm -hmm. at different people, different companies. Um, If they're kind of on the fence and they're not quite sure, we don't want to work with them. We don't want to work with people who aren't a thousand percent invested in us, in our company and what we're going to do for them because um, that leads into the trust factor, which is huge. They're investing a really big part, um, you know, of time and in money into the process. And if they don't trust us, then that's going to taint the entire experience. So shop around, go look at other designers, see what's out there. And then when you Mm -hmm. come back to us, we know that you're a thousand percent invested in what we're going to do.
0: Right, because they've seen all the options and still exactly. decided to come back to you and talk about it. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. that's kind of the approach I'm telling all my friends that are, you know, starting their own thing or wanting to get into um, some sort of work. In that you're, you know, trying to bring uh, clientele to you is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And but I feel like it's because I'm coming from a place where I have, um, I don't need clients, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier for me to kind of push them away and say, go look at other options and come back to me if if it's no good. And that, I think, is very scary. And and I get that mindset because that is work that you're kind of, I suppose, declining in a way.
1: It is and it isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, When you decide to work with somebody who you've kind of like had to push to work with you because for whatever reason, maybe you need the money, maybe you need the work in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's somebody you're just like really, really, really wanting to work with. You're like, this is my, this is my dream client. I want to work with this person. Um, I'll do anything to get this contract. Um, More often than not, when you're not, when you're not putting yourself in the chair of being the expert. Mm -hmm. um, And it's, it's, I don't want to say it's almost like an alpha type thing, but it is, it is you asserting that you are the expert in this situation. Um, And it's not a, the, the customer is always right or wrong type thing either. It's just mm-hmm. you are the expert. They're hiring you for a job. Um, you have a certain skill set. You have, you know, so many clients you've worked with. You have, you know, um, a process that works really, really well, um, mm. a portfolio to back you up, all this kind of stuff. You, you, you are the expert here when your client starts to try to make themselves the expert, um, there's only going to be problems throughout the contract. There's, there's just, it's just going to happen. Um, I've seen it happen so many times in the beginning of my career where, um, I didn't assert myself as the expert and Mm -hmm. clients, and they don't mean to necessarily do it. They don't trust you. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that can be <laughs> a challenge. Yeah. So when I have those kinds of situations come up, I don't want to work with them. Right. And I'd much rather not and not get that money um, now um, now that I know like what can happen during that contract, I'd much rather say, you know what, I don't think that we're the best fit for each other. Um, you know, maybe come back in a certain amount of time when you, when you have the money that you can invest or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I, I worded it in such a way that's just you know, I, I don't think that we're the right fit and, sure. um, and I'm okay with losing that client.
0: Mm-hmm
1: you know just because of all the things that I've seen come up during the contract that doesn't make it worth it
0: yeah and you have yeah. been, and I mean I'm not to you know um kind of push that aside but I mean having that kind of also uh experience in the past makes it a lot easier to kind of say that
1: yeah for sure again mm-hmm. like when you're first starting out and you haven't had those horrible experiences <laughs> um you know you're not entirely sure what can happen so you're like sure let's do this. Um, and it's like, it's like when you first start dating <laughs> and yes. you start to date a bunch of different people and you're like, okay, that, that was bad for me. And that was really bad for me. So you start to see the signs and you can start to say no after mm-hmm. a certain point. Cause you, you kind of know what's going to happen. So And, you know, same thing too, when that perfect client, when that dream client comes around, you have enough experience to be able to say like, yes, like there's so many check marks here for what they're saying to me in the consult for their discourse Mm -hmm. in the emails, just, you know, general respect that they're Mm -hmm. showing you right from the beginning. You can, you can start to see like, yes, this is a, this is a yes client for sure.
0: I love that dating analogy. That's, I like most people would understand that. So it's, it's a good, yeah. it's a good, uh, it's a good story to kind of, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, but I mean, when you're first starting out, like I said, it can be really hard to see those markers, um, the red flags. So, um, mm-hmm. to anybody who's just starting out, I would say, do an online course that helps you to prepare for those kinds of situations. Um, do a webinar. Um, try to get a mentor that can help to you know shed some light on some of those situations that can come up and just kind of advise you on mm-hmm. what to do. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can that you can do to kind to prepare yourself for those kinds of situations to help you sure. um to see those to see those uh, red flag clients ahead of time for sure
0: mm-hmm. are you uh Are you suggesting that you're looking to mentee someone?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, at this point I'm not, I wish that I could. Um, Mm -hmm. but I did create my course, um, to kind of help with that. Um, so that is all of my advice wrapped up into, uh, an online course that can help to prepare people for when they're first starting out. And even just, um, Even just like in general, there's a lot of things that we didn't learn until further into, even into like year four, we were still adjusting some stuff because Mm -hmm. everybody's journey is different depending on, you know, like are you starting full time right out of the gate? Because then you're investing a lot more time into your business, you're going to attract more clients, you're going to have more experience because you're working full time versus we were just part-time up until four years ago. So, mm-hmm. um, we didn't, you know, a lot of things weren't, were not were getting to that point yet where we, you know, had that, had that, um, experience. Okay. So it's just, it really just depends on the person's, um, the person's own journey, um, mm-hmm. and what kind of processes they have in place already and what kind of, you know, experiences they've had in place already. So it's a really great course for, I think, if somebody's just starting out, they're going to get the most value out of it. But if you've yeah. also been doing your business for a while, I think a lot of the things that we have in the course, they'll be a little bit easier to implement because they already have some experience mm-hmm. um, with stuff. So yeah, it's it's going to be good for everybody, really.
0: That's awesome. No, that mm-hmm. was definitely going to ask and you t- kind of, I guess, read the future or however Again, mm-hmm. the magical universe kind of brings everything together. As, <laughs> like, if for somebody that's starting out and wanting to go to where you are now, like, what sort yeah. of lesson, you know, definitely things like an online course or any yeah. resource that you can find, finding a mentor for sure.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. The mm-hmm. thing that I wanted to achieve with my course is for myself when I first started out again, because I didn't have any experience working at an agency. um the information is out there. All of this information that I have in my course, it is out there. It's just scattered in a yeah. million different places. So it can be really difficult to find all of that info that you need. And mm-hmm. it can be really difficult if you you don't even know what you're looking for. Um, hindsight, right? Like you're not Absolutely. entirely sure you know where you should be looking. I find that to be the hardest thing. Um, so the nice thing about the course is it's all packaged in one place, um, with a bunch of different things that I would recommend. And then we also have in there too, um, you know, mistakes that we've made and things that, um, we had to change because of certain situations. So that kind of knowledge, um, I think is invaluable as well because that's our own personal experiences that we're wrapping into this course too. So Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I think that's. Yeah, (laughs) we we tried, (laughs) Um, but it's honestly, it was just a combination. It was a combination of a lot of people reaching out to us being like, you know, do you have any advice for me? I'm just starting out and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I have like five years worth of advice (laughs) that I could give you. Um, you know, people being like, how did you get to so many followers on Instagram? And I'm like, I can't like go through, like, I need to sit down with you and go through all yeah. these things. Um, cause it's not just so simple. Um, I actually had a colleague reach out to me and I haven't had a chance to get back to her. She's like, how did you get to so many followers? And I'm just like, I, I have I, I don't know how to tell you this in like a sentence in <laughs> Instagram. <Yeah. laughs> There's so many moving parts, but. But, yeah, like um, the course is really great to just have all of that knowledge in one place for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just making it easier to access and why not yeah. just give that value to people, right? And it Yeah. It feels nice to be able to see success in other people through your sort of experience. And
1: oh, yeah. That's like what that's, I'm the yeah. most looking forward to is hearing mm-hmm. how these things helped other people. Um, testimonials. Yes. Yeah. So um, we're not expecting to hear um, a whole lot of feedback. We've heard some snippets here and there to help us um, kind of understand like if we're giving value to people, which is great. We're mm-hmm. hitting the mark for that, which is awesome. But the thing that's different about our course um, is there's so many different things involved that mm-hmm. will require you to do more on your own. Um, so that in itself will take more time to implement. And so we don't expect to hear, you know, a whole lot of feedback until those, until like they've had some experience with it. So, um, like for somebody who's just starting out, um, the first chapter is branding yourself. So, You know, that takes time. Um, that's the very first chapter and there's 17 chapters. So if you're God, working yes. alongside this course, then it could take you months to get through everything and that's okay. You want to take your time with the process mm-hmm. and not rush everything um, because again, that's just going to give um, more value to your process and to the look and feel of your business. So take your time. Don't don't rush through these things for sure. Um Absolutely. Yeah, so it the course um is about four hours in total, um with everything in there. But the, the homework that you have to do outside of it can, it will vary based off of what experience and what things you already have in place. But that's mm-hmm. going to be the time consuming part is implementing all of those things.
0: For sure, yeah, and it, it's mm-hmm. a long time. And even I myself finding you know starting this sort of community building um, with this podcast, um, starting out as a photographer. I always get that like when is it going to happen but realizing mm-hmm. again that it is going to take some time to start from nothing and yeah <laughs> maybe you're lucky break early but maybe you won't but if that's something that you want to do then you kind of have to take your time and really yeah. just be intentional with the effort that you're putting in and that course yeah. definitely will be helpful to many and even as we talk yeah. about it I was like I'm really considering actually you know figuring out these more practical things than just uh kind of the not
1: so around. glamorous parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I would also encourage you to consider too, that the process to have faith in the process, instead of not just wanting it super, super quick, because, mm-hmm. um, when things come to you really, really fast, sometimes mm-hmm. you can get overloaded, um, and overwhelmed in that whole process. And then you don't, you don't know how to handle the you know, the amount of stuff coming in at that one time versus mm-hmm. if you're going at it slowly, then you could kind of like, you know, chip away at some of the mistakes that you're making and mm-hmm. correct yourself a lot easier. Um, you know, when it's slower, um, yeah. to, to give yourself that, that breathing room, it's not a bad thing to go at it slower. Um, again, with social media, just having that instant gratification, a lot of us just want things now. Um, yes. and sometimes that isn't the best way to go about things so just mm-hmm. being okay with the process you know just allowing yourself that room and that grace to be okay with the process is a huge part to owning your own business as well
0: absolutely and just I feel like having and I mean I'm a big proprietor of having fun with whatever it is the process of doing things like mm-hmm. like this, podcast. this is the first one that we're doing remotely because I generally film <laughs> the whole thing too and you know have a little video component to come along with it it's like Figuring these things out to me was the most fun part of it, and yeah. and it's just you know getting to know your story and hearing about all the things that kind of you have to share, and that's that to me is the fun part, and I don't even really mm-hmm. think about the whole like what's the yield in terms of my likes or followers. I always yeah. instantly forget, but as I'm doing it, so that's so awesome, and no, I really appreciate that. <laughs> such, that's such a big thing for. Um, so many people starting out right, and hopefully for mm-hmm. people that are actually looking up to to you and your business and wanting to go to where you are, are, hearing that you know, take your time and just trust the process. Yeah, which is so I feel vanilla. <laughs> it is. It is. It
1: is. But at the but same time, so I know what overwhelm feels like, and it's mm-hmm. not cool. It's not good for your own heart and your own soul and your own energy. It's not good for your clients because they'll feel it. They'll 100% feel it. Your process will suffer because you're overwhelmed with how much stuff is coming in at once. I think there's this perception of this busyness, like you need to be busy to be successful. Um, But there's a lot to that that people don't talk about mental health, of not Mm -hmm. having a balance in your life when you're working until midnight and you're exhausted and you're missing stuff um, you know, in your design work because you're so tired because you're just trying to keep up with how many people are trying to contact you for work. Um, like there's, there's, there's a lot of downside to not just, accepting things coming in slowly and really having time to refine that process and put out the best work possible because you're not exhausted. Um, That sort of stuff is huge. It's huge. And yeah, you might be not making as much money in that moment, but you are able to breathe. You're able Mm -hmm. to have that time to breathe and really focus on that one client because if you have 10 clients that you gave a mediocre experience to because you're so overloaded, your return for that is going to be so much smaller because those clients are going to notice, they're going to feel it, you're not going to get as good of reviews, those people aren't going to refer you as much to that one or two people that you did amazing work for because you had the space and time to be able to deliver that product and they're going to refer you to everybody. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's a totally different mindset. I think, um, you know, you don't need to have a million clients to be successful. You can have a few, you
0: it's know, and that's okay.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's so cool. Uh, <laughs> that. That, that that right there, I feel like, oh, that's kind of the tone that I would set this podcast for. Um, we're running up to about a, an hour-ish, so mm-hmm. um, I, I do want to... I would love to keep talking, but you know I, <laughs> we can I know do how another podcast. Too. We'll definitely and so have forth. to do another one. We'll definitely have to do another one and come back. Yeah. and I'll tell you if I end up taking. I feel I'm almost like leaning into taking that course and uh, letting well, everybody we... know, like, "Yo, check this out; it's good." Because <laughs> then we'll, you know, successfully skyrocket. But um, anything that you'd like to say um to our listeners, to our viewers, and um, yeah. anything, you know, anything else that you'd like to add.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think just understand that when you're looking at social media and you're looking at other people who quote unquote have their, you know, their stuff together, that there's a lot of moving parts to what has brought them to that place. And they might be going through a lot more struggles um, under the surface that you're not aware of and that we're all the same we're all the same people, we're all just trying to make it work, we're all just trying to pay our bills at the end of the day and get amazing clients, Um, you know, and they might have this perception of have had, you know, made it, but you don't know what kind of work went into that, you don't know what kind of struggles they're still going through at that point. Um, And it's okay to go through those, it's okay to have your own struggles and your own things that you're trying to get through to get to where you want to be because then it just makes the end that much sweeter so mm-hmm. it's it's okay. <laughs>
0: it's okay it's okay
1: it's okay
0: awesome. yeah yeah, and yeah yeah just just feel free to you know shout out yourself and social media um kind of where can we find you how can we look at your work and maybe yeah like, let us know how to how to get access to this course and you know, just kind of little yeah. last tidbits
1: Yeah, so you can find us on our website at cloverandcrow.com. You can look us up on Instagram um at Clover and Crow we are starting to put a lot more effort into Pinterest so we do have a Pinterest account as well um the course is on our website but we have closed registration until August um but that being said if there's anybody who you know is just like oh my god I need to do this now just reach out to me and I'll figure something out for you um but yeah otherwise I think that's pretty much all of the platforms that we're, we're working with right now because again um just a one-woman show so i do have Absolutely. contractors in place but i also don't want to spread myself too thin so learn learn from that <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so awesome for sure oh. <laughs> all right thanks so much for coming on amy really appreciate yeah. the uh, this time that you gave to us and uh, hopefully bring a lot of value to those that are starting out and you know <laughs> Thank you so much
1: for having me. It's okay. That's the end of it. It's just, it's okay. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. No problem. All right, take care.
0: As always, if you like this episode, please consider sharing it on all of your social media and let's build this community together. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next episode.